This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome in to another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp, alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski, uh, Jay I'm excited for us to finally get to talk because we have breaking news all over the place in in the world of food. It it crosses over into your world of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast as well. Yes. And it's just been a minute, so it's good to finally uh, get this episode rolling. Definitely. If you want to follow us, very easy to do. Twitter.com slash I'mFatPod, Facebook.com slash I'mFatPod, and you can send us an email to imfatpod at gmail.com. Nice and uh, nice and concise there. We're easy to find. Yes. If in doubt, I'm fat pod. Right. Also, we're big, so it's easier to see us. <laughs> yes, yes. We take up more circumference, if you will. All right. So, Jay, you're Captain Hockey on the podcast. The Blackhawks have made a signing that I don't think could fit this podcast any better. Yes. Uh, they have signed a, a hockey player. Last name, C-H-L-U-P-A. That's right. The Blackhawks have a Chalupa. That's How awesome. exciting is that? First name is Mate. M-A-W-T-A-Y is a pronunciation. It's spelled M-A-T-E-J. And everyone was really, really excited about this signing because, look, very few of us know anything about European players. I asked a couple of people in the organization. They said, you know what? Not too sure about this guy, but uh, seems like a guy who could potentially be like a bottom six forward for the Blackhawks. And as I'm doing my research, you know, watching some videos, Mm -hmm. I I don't want to, it's been a a really, you know, I don't want to ruin the buzz here, but according to the Blackhawks press release, the C is silent and his name is Halupa. No, it's not. Now, I don't know if uh, Pat Foley, you know, a guy who's, accomplished a lot in the NHL. If he can just say, screw you, I'm calling him Chalupa. There's been a lot of guys in hockey whose names have changed as they've come over to America. I'm writing my, I'm editing my Hawks book right now. And they changed, the editors changed the last name of Sandus Ozelinch. If you remember him from the Avalanche. Sure. Because he's O-Z-O-L-I-N-S now. But when he was here, they put the H on the end to make it easier for people. I think we have to fight to have him called Chalupa. And if no one calls him Chalupa, if people stick with Halupa, we will still call him Chalupa. Yes. That is my promise to you. It is my promise to Blackhawks Nation, not the actual Native American Blackhawks, but like Chicago Blackhawks Hockey Nation. I will continue to call him Chalupa. You know, correct pronunciation be damned. Right. 
I mean, it's not it's not his fault that he never learned the proper way to say his last name. We need to inform him of that. Now, is is he also a bottom six forward because of weight? Like, can he just not get up there? Or let me see. He is a five seven, two hundred and seventy pounds. Oh my god! No, that's not true. Uh, it actually does not give his height and weight, but he looks like a normal sized human being. Um, I wonder though, is he aware of the Chalupa? Does he know it exists? It's like Artemi Panarin when he signed in Chicago from Russia had no idea about Panera, and the whole bread man thing had to sort of catch on with him. Interesting. So I wonder if Chalupa. And look, from a marketing standpoint, someone needs to get in Chalupa's ear and tell him you can't change it. You have to let us call you Chalupa. You are missing out on the on the ever profitable Taco Bell endorsement. Okay, so what country is he from? Um, it says here he is from the Czech Republic. Okay, I'm imagining there's just one team in the Czech Republic that is full of. It's like there's the there's the line of him who passes to like Montez Gordita Crunch. And <laughs> <laughs> I asked my wife to do the Montez. Uh, Gordita, Gordita Crunch. Crunch, and she said no. Oh, no. well, welcome to my world. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so <laughs> we need to find out what team this is, look up the roster, and see how many Taco Bell items are part of this. Like, that, right. that's, a, that's, a big, that's a big thing. HK Heretic, H-R-A-D-E-C, if you want to play along at home, Kralov, K-R-A-L-O-V-E. Now... Let's look at the roster. Well, it's not, it's not in English here. This is a problem. Uh, let's see if I can find the roster. Now, the captain of this team mm-hmm. is Blackhawks re- legend, Radic Smolenak. Who could forget his contributions <laughs> to the Blackhawks? He's a very good Czech player, bad NHL player. Okay. Um, yeah, all, all I can see here are, like, the team leaders, and I can't read Czech. I'm going to guess this is leading scorers. So let me just... Let me sort through here, see if there's any names we know. Uh, Peter Svoboda, former player. If you played the NHL 90 anything, you might recognize that yes. name. He is a coach on the team. Anything remotely food-related other than, no. There is a guy named Morong. <laughs> M-O-R-O-N-G. You morong. Uh, Peter Popple. Peter Popple sounds like food. Did he pick a peck of pickle, pill, uh, pickled peppers? Yes. Yes, he did. Yes. <laughs> uh, redeem Salda. That's kind of like salsa, but that's really it. Nah, that's uh, uh, that's sad. All right. Chalupa's almost, the only one. Hockey almost had me. <laughs> oh, you needed to play Chalupa isn't enough. <laughs> yes, I do need to. I'm fat and gluttonous. Here's what's funny, too. I'm, I'm reading this in Czech, so I don't know how to say these words correct. So name is. Yemen, Yemeno, J-M-E-N-O. Okay. Team is T-Y-M. Games is Zapazi, Z-A-P-A-S-Y. Goalie is, goal is goalie, G-O-L-Y. Assist is assistance. And then age is body. <laughs> so it says <laughs> games, goals, assists, body. And then underneath body is just a number, which I think is pretty funny. That's awesome. So anyway, that's enough about Chalupa, the, per, the player anyway. Yeah. Uh, the food... And I, you know, I have to say, the other day I was out and I drove by Taco Bell. I'm like, oh, I have to now. I yeah. absolutely have to get a Chalupa now, in Just honor of the newest Blackhawk. Yeah, and it was good. I enjoyed it very, very, very much. Jay, we have breaking news in the fat industry. Yeah. K. This is according to Business Insider. KFC is replacing the wedge with a traditional fry. 
No. No. I mean, it doesn't matter to me because I always go with mashed potatoes from there. But a normal fry does not fit the menu at KFC. No, it doesn't. The wedge is kind of iconic there. Exactly. It's one of the few things that sets them apart at this point. Yeah. They're getting rid they're, So they're not just... They're not adding normal fries. They're eliminating the wedge. Eliminating the wedge, going to the fry. Now, it doesn't say in the article if it's going to be a seasoned fry or a crinkle. I would assume it's got to be some form of seasoned fry, just to yeah. make any sort of sense. Well, but, the kernel here, not to be crass, but the kernel's up. <laughs> I guess he is. I, yeah. I mean, that's just a bad decision. I, right. You know, it, there's someone, a lot of ways. Does someone need to take power away from the kernel at this point? Like, is the kernel too his, old? His reign of terror has lasted too long. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's more like the dictator now at this point. That, that's just a bad move. I don't know what the logic is there. And I guess you want to try to, like, oh, we're going to do something new to try to combat the Popeye's popularity. Well, adding normal saggy-ass fries is going to help you. Right. If anything, you add the potato wedge to enhance the food. You don't take it away. Right, that was something they did to differentiate themselves from Popeyes. Because you know, I'm a big stan of the Popeyes fry, so I I, I'd be very surprised if KFC is able to do anything to combat it. I don't know what they're doing right now. I mean, this is it's not great for KFC. So it, where I am in Lombard, within a block of each other, there's a KFC and a Popeyes, and there are always people at the Popeyes. It's pretty scarce over at the KFC. I'm just saying. It yeah. seems it seems like it's a trend. Well, I've I've taught you about this issue I have too. Like, I don't know what it is about me where I can't order like KFC, Popeyes, Browns, whatever. I can't go there for lunch. I, there's some sort of line in my head. And Popeyes changed when I started having the sandwich. I started going there a little more often. And then days when the sandwich would be out, I would get the tenders. But I had like I could not find myself driving through KFC for lunch. I don't know what it is. I eat like absolute crap. Today I was out in the city, long day, came home. Guess what? I'm gonna call Los Angeles and order a small pizza to eat on the way home, and I did it. Nice. So it's not about calories for me. There's I have some sort of mental block with going through a drive-through fried chicken place. I don't know what it is. And chicken on the bone because I'll eat tenders all day long. But something about bone-in chicken is some sort of block for me, and I'm going to have to work on it. I think KFC's chicken is the best. I like the spice. I think it's good. I think their mashed potatoes and gravy are amazing. But Popeye's has been better with the innovations. I think they got better deals. They have better menu options. Mm -hmm. And I think their periphery items are better than KFC. Whereas KFC has a slight edge in the chicken, Popeye's is very close to as good in the bone and chicken and then everything else around it is really, really good. And for people like me who want a sandwich or tenders, they're excellent at Popeye. So I don't know what KFC, KFC has to step it up and adding ordinary ass fries is not the way to do it. Yeah. See, I even, th I even give Popeye's the edge in the chicken. I, yeah, it, it's a it's, toss up. It's, that, yeah, yeah. That's the thing is it's too close. Popeye's or uh, KFC does not have a definitive lead and any true, category because the thing is like even like the sides which are really good at at kfc popeyes are really good too 
Like yeah. the, the maybe if you say mashed potatoes, but like let's be honest, even for us, who's making a special trip to KFC to deal with everything else just to get the mashed potatoes? Right. Eh, exactly. On. And I, I've always said I think if you go Brown's chicken, Popeye's biscuits, KFC mac and cheese, you've got one perfect restaurant. But again, I think if we're doing power rankings of these places, Popeye's is number one yes. due to the overall quality of everything, the affordability factor, which is which is important too, uh, the number of locations, which seems to be exploding lately. I'm noticing Popeye's more than ever. I don't know if it's just because I'm maybe looking for them more or they're more crowded. Today I drove by, well, more than three, but a lot of Popeye's Chicken's restaurant when I was out in the city and... There were a couple where the lines were in the street. Wow. People were, yeah, it's it's killing it. It's Popeyes is doing great. And I thought they would lose some steam after the initial like chicken sandwich success, but they wow. haven't. And you and I remember you and I did a podcast back when it first came out. We said, Oh man, is the fact that they've run out, are people gonna forget about it and it's gonna hurt them in the long run? And it hasn't. I think they've been really consistent. Every time I go by a Popeyes, there's a line. I don't care what time of day it is. So they're doing something right, and you're right. You drive by a KFC, I'm like, is that is this still open? I don't know. They got to step up their game, but fries are not the way. Normal-ass fries? No. No, absolutely not. So I saw Norm that, and I was appalled. L-ass fries. As <laughs> fries. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now, are these fries that are supposed to taste like ass, or are they fries that are shaped like ass? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yes, and both. <laughs> All right. While we're discussing um, the popularity of restaurants. Yes. You may have seen this pop up last week and the last week. It's a map of the United States. And these things, I fully believe these things are made to piss people off and get retweets and get conversation going. Yes. I, I 100% says, agree. On yeah. That. They're, they're almost never accurate. Okay. Uh, so here's all I'll say. It's a map of the United States. It says each state's favorite fast food item. So Wisconsin, Minnesota, they got Culver's. Louisiana has Popeye's. Uh, much of the South has Chick-fil-A, as does, like, you know, Arizona, Nevada, that sort of area. You see some Wendy's in there. see some McDonald's. Illinois. If you haven't seen this map, the reaction from everybody has been identical. And people rarely agree on everything. Mm-hmm. This is a universal agreement of what the hell are you talking about? Mod Pizza really? is Illinois' favorite fast food restaurant. I didn't even have Mod Pizza until a year and a half ago, maybe, and I've, I think I've only had it twice. Yes, I've driven. So today I noticed one for the first time. I knew what it was. It's one of those. It's like a Chipotle of pizza place. Yeah. There's like a Blaze Pizza, and there's another one of like a similar idea. Um, and I'm sure it's fine, but like, no, unless the South of Illinois is rooting this for everybody, there's no way. And I thought, okay, maybe it's like Missouri, right? Like maybe, maybe the people on the border are really, really into it, but Missouri's favorite restaurant is Raising Cane's. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know since I've seen this, I don't know anyone who's had mod pizza more than once or twice, let alone Illinois' favorite fast food restaurant. No. Right, like it's not it's not bad it's actually pretty solid i'm sure it's fine but but yeah that's ridiculous there's there's no way in hell that's actually true i don't I, know how every state by the way is not mcdonald's 
Like, <laughs> you know, Seriously. it's just based on how often people eat it. I would think McDonald's would just cover the map. But I don't know. I, I need to know. The problem with this is it doesn't tell you how they got the research. Mm-hmm. Rick, I'm going to quiz you, by the way. Okay. What is the favorite restaurant of Hawaii? Of Hawaii? Fast food? Yeah. Um, Of Hawaii. You'll never get it. I'm... It's, Pope, it's Popeye's. Oh, perfect. And and uh, Alaska? Alaska. Uh, uh, it's pro- I'm trying to think because what they have up there. So- Very close to Canada. There's a hint. Very close to Canada. Yeah. What fast food comes from Canada? Canada has nothing good except for beer. There, no, you're, you're missing one thing. I'm missing one thing. Oh, God. Tim Hortons. Oh, see, I've never had Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons is a better Dunkin' Donuts. Take okay. everything at Dunkin' Donuts and then amplify it like 20%, and that's Tim Hortons. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Maybe it's, it's good. also because I'm I'm not a big coffee guy, so I never really have much uh, much use. I think it's funny that people, and this is actually a really good rebrand for Dunkin', is that when people think of Dunkin' Donuts, they think of it as a coffee place now. Mm-hmm. They call it Dunkin'. Uh, they don't call it Dunkin' Donuts anymore, and they've right. rebranded their brand where people think coffee first. That is remarkable. Because it to really me, is. Dunkin' is a donut place, and they've done a good job of like programming donuts out of their name. And that's why when I see Krispy Kreme, it's like, I always say, there's that initial surge whenever a Krispy Kreme opens, where everyone's like, oh my god, I haven't had one of those in years, I need it. And then for the rest of eternity, it's empty, and then it's closed. That's the sort of place... That needs to push. We've got really good coffee. And they do have pretty good coffee. And they also need to offer some other stuff. Like breakfast sandwiches. Even if they have like muffins. It can't be just donuts. Because people are health conscious. At least they pretend it. Like even me. Like I'm talking about my fried chicken thing. Even a fatty like me. Who has a podcast about being fat. Has a line. And I will not go to Krispy Kreme. Very often. I'll go maybe, like I say, with White Castle for different reasons, once a quarter. Also, the the replacement level on donuts is really high. Yeah. Like, if people are going to seek out a donut, generally, it's going to be more of a specialty place because they're like, you know what? I need more than just a generic-ass donut. Yeah, that is one of the blind spots in Homewood. One of the few. We've got a lot of good everything around here, but we don't have that killer you know, craft donut location. Mm-hmm. There's a place called Highway Donuts. I think it's in Chicago Heights, but it's kind of out of sight on the mind. It's like kind of way south. It's It would be a special trip. Okay. You know, it's not like a stands or a, a do-right or whatever where you walk by it all the time in the city. That's one thing Hobo needs. I will invent it, damn it. <laughs> Is that gonna, it's like, <laughs> is that going to be our, uh, our, our first brick-and-mortar location? Yeah, I'm Fat Donuts. Do. Yeah, I'm Fat Donuts. Perfect. Yeah. Who's yeah. not eating there? That's true. But we see we but then again, we're gonna have to rebrand eventually. I'm fat coffee. Hmm. <laughs> or we go to something like even more fat, but because it is rebranding. Oh yeah. I like that. I'm fat butter. Everything <laughs> comes with butter melted on it and more butter on top. You know Addie would be down. She puts butter on her fried chicken. Nice. I had it what did I have to talk to her about the other day? She made some sort of ridiculous food decision and i'm like not everything can be the most unhealthy thing in the world and she just kind of looked at me like okay 
Okay, boomer. I forget what it was, but (laughs) but her buttering her chicken with no prodding. It was like, why are you putting butter on that? She's like, I don't know. Be good. She's not wrong. Right. All right. I don't know. Well, I mean, you're raising a good child. I think that if that's that's what I'm taking away from this. Yeah. Well, she's a good kid. She's a good kid for sure. Um, but she she likes her snacks. I'm happy for her. We don't shame her. We're not like, hey, you're getting chubby. Whatever. Whatever makes you happy. As long as you do some physical activity and get outside and play, we're, we're happy with you. So she's doing a great job. Okay. So you put on the uh, Twitter account this week at I'm Fat Pod something that I found very interesting because I didn't know the answers were so diverse on this mm-hmm. of what is the best artificial fruit candy flavor? Yes, and this came because my daughter on her 10th birthday parade got a package of runts, Willy Wonka's runts, which I immediately stole from her because I love them. Right. And I love banana runts, banana laffy taffy, any artificial banana flavor I am into. That's my favorite. Interesting, because for me, I've always been a sucker for different varieties of red. Whether it's generally been cherry number one, strawberry has been pretty close, moving up the ranks a little bit. Sour apple, I'm I'm a big on, and blue raspberry. I, I I really love blue raspberry. Like I've just been, I think as I'm getting older, raspberry is becoming even more of a thing for me. So anytime okay. I can find blue raspberry, I'm in. But if I'm going, you know, tried and true test of time, it's gonna be varieties of red. And most likely, I would go cherry, where I know most people would probably lean strawberry first. The response of a lot of people was cherry. A lot of people for grape, um, which is a good call. Grape stuff is good. I have, yes. actually have a package of uh, airheads down here right next to where I podcast from that were uh, left over from the softball season. And I always find myself going for that grape one. I don't know. You know, with purple. Um, but as of the so the poll questions I posted were blue raspberry, banana, green slash sour apple, or other. Forty percent said blue raspberry. Yeah, I think 40%. because it's percent. I think because it's different. Because you don't really. It's really the only context where you get like blue raspberry. So like you can you can because <laughs> blue raspberry is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and it tastes nothing like a raspberry. Well, there's that. I guess if we're being technical about it, but yeah, like, you know, I've actually never been that big on artificial banana. It's never, it's it's not, it's not, I'm not saying it's like bad, but there are a lot of things I would choose before it. Yeah. There's no middle ground on artificial banana. You either love it or hate it. There's no, like, I, I think there's no like, Oh yeah, it's one of my favorites. Like people either hate it or absolutely love it. I love it. It is the, I seek it out. I literally will like look for the banana ones and eat those on their own. I love that. But I know my my wife hates it, which is good for me because I get more. It's like at yeah. weddings with steaks. Um, but Addie's not super into them. I love the banana stuff. Wait, so at weddings, you get like double steak sometimes? Yeah, because Hope doesn't eat uh, beef. Right, but I'm saying like there, there wasn't like a different option sometimes? Well, there's usually the seafood option, which Hope is afraid of because she has an allergy mm-hmm. to shellfish. And sometimes they'll say specifically, like, you get a piece of chicken and steak. And when that's the case, she'll do that, and I'll give her my chicken. She gives me her steak, and I'm very, very happy. Nice. Um, Yeah, but it's not all the time. But I think it's happened probably three or four times in our marriage, which is pretty great. 
That's a good, that's a good, you know, considering we've been to a lot of weddings, but that's probably what, maybe 10, 20% of the time. I'll take that. Yeah, seriously. That's a good marriage right there. That's the main reason I married her. Right. <laughs> Two steaks in a wedding. I'm like, well, you know, eh, but the steaks. Okay. Yeah. She wins. <laughs> Wait. So is, so is that our, uh, so is that our first uh, motion picture? Two steaks in a wedding? Two steaks in a wedding. Yep. Yep. That's it. <laughs> okay. I would watch that. So I noticed that this was sent to us uh, via the podcast or the, uh, the podcast, Jesus Christ, via the Twitter account at I'm fat pod of just pointing out. And we've, we've been calling for people for different places that they know of that we have not referenced yet on the podcast to give us a heads up. And there's an article in the tribune about Enzo's. Have you heard of Enzo's before? I have heard of it, but I can't place of, I can't like place where I heard of it. If that makes sense. Okay. I think I've driven past it or something. Okay. So it's, uh, most, it's primarily known as a pizza joint in countryside and apparently they have been blowing up since the um, since coronavirus has hit with the Italian beef roll. And it's just the the only picture you get in the article is exactly what you would think. It is a lot of dough with ignorant amounts of meat and cheese and onion in there. And it looks incredible. Wait so a minute. this may I have know to be where a I... thing. There's one in Chicago Heights. It's like three miles from me. What? If this is the same place, what's it called again? Enzo's. Yeah, with the name of the sandwich. The Italian beef roll. I gotta make sure this is the same place. Each beef roll is 16 inches long and feeds three to five people. Yeah, right. <laughs> the cost is 19.95. I'm not seeing it on this menu. I'll have to check if this is the same one, but. Yes, I'm, I'm interested in this item you were telling me about, Rick. This sounds up my alley to say. Okay, so, to speak. so in this Tribune article, there is another picture of what the entire thing looks like, and it pretty much looks like it gets sliced into 10 pieces, which, okay, fine, whatever. And you get, you know, you get your jus, your cup of jus on your sauce, and or on your sauce, on your plate, and uh, it's intriguing looking. If there's... Hmm, this is interesting. I, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. CC, I'm very intrigued by this. Yeah, I definitely want that. That should be our next, uh, you're not far from LaGrange. That should be our next, uh, our next thing. That should be our next challenge. Yes. And I hope that the one by me is the same brand. I'm going to call and be like, yes, do you have the, uh, the nut giant beef sandwich? Yes, we do. Okay, I'll be there in four minutes. See, this is another thing is I still forget how close I am to things now. It's something that <laughs> I'm just not, I'm just not used to anymore. Yeah, Lombard's a well because even if you're not like by definition air quotes close, mm -hmm. you're by a lot of highway. You can get pretty much anywhere pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I'm clicking directions here. I got to see exactly how far I am <laughs> from here. All right. There's my address. I am 25 minutes. This is more than justifiable. Of course. What else is going on? By the we way, we need to support local businesses in a pandemic. By the way, how perfect is it for me that as I look at this and I'm so this has me essentially heading uh, east to 83 and then working down and I'm working south from there. What's the one thing that sticks out for them as a landmark on 38 for me? Gulliver's. 
Yes. <laughs> it's the only thing. That that place is pretty uh they're they're pretty popular. They've been around a long time. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't totally surprise me. I think that's, you know, that is a destination. I remember we went, we drove from probably Lamont to Lombard to try that. So it is a destination place in the suburbs as far as pizza places go. So, yeah, I think I, that makes sense to me, actually, that that would be like counted as a landmark. Rick, it's been a while since you, have I have, since you and I have worked together. Uh, what is one thing during my time at the score what, that I did every day? What was the item I pulled from our little show drawer, using air quotes next to you? What did I do every day? What did I pull from that drawer every day? The cartoon spiral ham. Yes. And then when the ham was gone, then what did I do? The You would get like hand lotion out because you're, you're always complaining about your hands being super dry. And they were. You saw how my hands were cracked and they would often just bleed randomly because the skin would literally split open like dry concrete. Is that good? Well, no, that's actually not good. A doctor tells me that's not good. Okay. Uh, so I was on my phone, as I am, because I'm, you know, a person in this time and space in, in the world, and uh, I fell for an Instagram ad. I saw an ad for Dr. Squatch soap, and it was funny. There was, you know, you tell it was creative, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to check out this ad. I've been, in a, I'm been looking to fix this problem of mine for a long time, and I found uh, Dr. Squatch, and I ordered some. You can order, you can subscribe, you can, you know, get a couple a month, or you can just order at a time, whatever. I made a soap subscription, and Rick, I'm telling you, this is no lie. And and for people who have listened to the other podcasts I've done, I swear to you, we don't advertise products we don't use and that we don't believe in. I was a believer in Dr. Squatch right away, so much so that I reached out to them and said, hey, do you advertise on podcasts? Because I love your product. I'm going to talk about it anyway. We might as well make a deal here. So we did. So go to drsquatch.com, use promo code I'm fat at checkout to save on your order. If you use that promo code out, it helps out me and Rick. That's very important. That's the whole point of our partnership. It's not a partnership if we're not getting help, right? But they've got terrific bar soaps. They've got cologne. They've got beard oil. They've got shampoo and conditioner. Rick, the other thing I learned, by the mm-hmm. way, is that you're not supposed to shampoo your hair every day. I... You're supposed to condition every day. I was today years old when I found out that's, okay, that's the thing. Yeah, I was last week years old when I found that out. So I ordered the shampoo and the conditioner as well. And uh, I, I'm seeing a difference. My hair is thicker. I don't need to shampoo it every day. And that was leading to my dry skin as well because the shampoo just runs down your whole body. Your scalp is dry. It's a bad situation. So we are, I am a big believer in Dr. Squatch. I know Rick's going to be as soon as his order arrives. Well, can so I go tell to- you something that I appreciate about it? Yes. For someone like me that is a moron and don't I don't know anything when it comes to these products, they have the Squatch quiz, which if you go to drsquatch.com and you take the quiz, it points you in the right direction of probably scents you would like or types of products that you would like, and it's fun. It doesn't take long. I think it took me like less than two minutes to do. They ask fun questions. They ask serious questions, and the thing is, the products that it recommended for me when I started looking at all of the products I was like yeah that makes sense for the types of things that I would like so if you need that little bit of push in the right direction the Squatch quiz which is easy to find on the website is right there for you and helps you out too I'm glad you reminded me of that because so much has happened since I took that quiz and that's exactly how I came to choose the two scents I chose I chose the pine tar 
and the cedar citrus because my skin is so dry. I needed something with an exfoliant. And those two had an exfoliant in them. And I'm telling you, Rick, if you saw my hands, you'd be shocked. And I know it sounds like we're trying to sell the product. And we are. But I'm absolutely amazed by how quickly things have changed for my hair, for my hands, for my skin. It's absolutely incredible. And that's how the company got started. The founder of Dr. Squatch went to a farmer's market, tried out some homemade soaps, saw that they were working. He was a guy with a skin condition like I did and uh, started making his own. And it's incredible. You're going to love it. But that Squatch quiz will get you what you need. So no more. DrSquatch.com. Use that promo code. I'm fat. That helps out me and Rick and uh, Father's Day is coming. Order a bar or two for your dad, bar or two for your father-in-law. Get a bar or two for your wife if you think she'd like some of those scents because I know my wife appreciates not having to pay the pink tax for Dr. Squatch soap and products. And get yourself a soap saver while you're there too. That is essential to keep your bar from running out and just running down the side of your shower walls. This will keep it nice and fresh and uh, it'll make your bar last longer. So pick up that soap saver as well. All right, Rick, with that, is it time to ask a fat? Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. First question comes from Craig, who asks, are there any plans for a cookbook, restaurant guide, or website to consolidate recommendations and recipes? Now, I like the idea of a website or a Facebook page or something like that. And that would probably be, I think the next natural step for us would be a website where we could do those sort of things like, look, food finds are our favorite restaurants. Now that we've got a partner in Dr. Squatch, we could link to, you know, the Dr. Squatch page and use specific links to get people there. There are a lot of possibilities, but I like the idea of recipes. I made my rib recipe the other night, which is nothing crazy. I saw it on Bon Appetit uh, years ago and it really worked out because I don't have a great smoker. I don't really trust myself on a smoker. Mm-hmm. So I literally, ba- I super duper rub the ribs then I bake them, dump out the uh, fat and the oil that cooked off into a Pyrex dish, and then I wrap them up in foil, put them in the fridge. Next day, I grill them and baste them the entire time, and they're terrific. Did it last night. I would put that recipe on there. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. A cookbook? I'm not sure because Rick and I don't cook very well. And we don't, well, I mean, you've, but you've written a book. Oh, yeah, I have written a book. I think a cookbook would be easier. I would than, think so. Than the book I wrote or am writing. Just so I got, speaking of that, I got the, um, like, okay, go through it and correct what needs to be corrected. I, I made like 80 or 90 corrections. It's Whoa, crazy. That's a yeah. lot. Is that, well, is well, that like, a lot? I don't know. I've never written a book before, but like just things I wanted to reword or like typos I made. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, I think I typed Stan Makita's link instead of Stan Makita's line. Like little things like that, and now since the publisher has a bunch of people in furlough, they're le- like the authors kind of have to do it themselves. Oh, okay. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> My mother-in-law is editing it too, so that should help a little bit. Okay. But what's worse, having to hear your own voice or read your own writing? I actually don't hate it as much as I thought I would. Like I was sort of dreading reading it back, but I think I think I actually did a pretty good job with it. I sort of get. I always think of the scene and old school where Will Ferrell kind of blacks out and gives a speech. Yes. (laughs) Like he comes to like, what happened? That was me during the writing process of the book. I literally just put myself in my basement. You know, I took all that time off around the holidays. I just put myself in my basement and just wrote eight hours a day, 
for like three or four weeks and I was just in the zone. And because I was so ingrained in Hawk stuff, I was finding things to write as I was doing research and it just was a really nice process. So I got in a zone and it turned out better than I thought it would. I'm actually pleasantly surprised with it. I, I thought I'm like, oh God, this is going to come out and people are going to call me a fraud and it's going to be a disaster, but I'm really excited about it. Uh, it should be out in November. So that should be fun. Can't wait for it to actually be here physically. All right. So the more pressing issues though, what's your first ask fat question? Seth asks, what fast food chain has the best chicken nugget and sauce pairing? My go-to is Wendy's Nuggets with their barbecue sauce. And how many nuggets should be used for each container of sauce? Ooh. Ooh, that's really good. That's a good question. I, hmm, boy. It this also is tough de- because... It depends on the place because the size of nuggets can vary a little bit. For sure. I'll say that McDonald's Nuggets, it's like 10 per container. Okay. A 10-piece nugget should last you one tub of sauce. Now, do you dip every bite or do you dip every nugget so here's what i do with every nugget i will dip half the nugget like i'll i'll take a full nugget mm-hmm. dip it to the bottom of the cup bite that piece then i'll hold it sideways and dip half that piece in and i'll either eat that half in the second half or i'll just do it all in one bite so i would say it's like a dip and a half per t- per nugget interesting because i'll just i don't know if i necessarily dip to the bottom but since it's my own food and I'm the only one using the sauce cup, I don't really give a crap. So I'll just like, <laughs> you know, dip the damn thing back in the same way I did before. Sure. Because, and I think generally now the last time Wendy's used to have really weird sauce cups that were like large, but not, but pretty shallow. So that was a thing for a while, but I think they've, I think they've fixed that and made that a little bit more normal. But I would say usually, you said 10, I'm more in like the, yeah, probably like the 8 or 9. So I'm okay. pretty close, but I, I, I'm a little heavier on the sauce when I get those opportunities. But best combo is interesting because actually I think one of the better fast food barbecue sauces is Burger King. Agreed. Even, like it's, it's probably the most smoky. It's got the yes. most smoky flavor of any of them because they kind of lean into that with like the, you know, the, the grill with the burger. So that's like part of their whole thing. So I get it. It's the sauce is much better than the actual nugget in and of itself. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that Burger King's barbecue sauce, too, they tend to have more barbecue leaning burgers like the, McDonald's the road, really have the, like a barbecue bourbon burger, or whatever you want to call it. Like, do you it. remember the rodeo cheeseburger? Yes. That was good. Yeah. I, I was here yeah. for the rodeo cheeseburger. Yeah, they, they use barbecue sauce well at Burger King. Um, I don't think I've ever had Wendy's sauce because I usually get the spicy nuggets. Okay. And I don't I don't dip spicy nuggets. I feel like the taste in its own is, is good enough on its own. Um, one of my fat hack is a McDonald's chicken McNugget and honey. Just plain honey. Hmm. Really good. Give it a shot. But I'm going to say the best, boy, it's hard to say nugget and sauce pairing, though, because BK sauce is so good, but their nuggets are so average. Yeah. So I just think McDonald's chicken McNugget combined with their barbecue sauce, it's probably the best combo, but I'm not like, I'm not thrilled with either of them. Right. Because it's not like, I'm trying to think of chick-fil-a i think chick-fil-a sauce it might be it might be chick-fil-a if we're going just based on the product in and of itself because Mm -hmm. 
their sauce is really good. They're not, and like actually having nuggets where like Popeyes, they don't really have nuggets. Culver's, they don't really have nuggets. They have tenders. So that kind of throws it off a little bit, but because Culver's actually has a pretty good barbecue sauce as well. Um, they also have one of those weird, like more area, but shallower barbecue sauce cups like Wendy's used to. So that's an odd thing for Culver's, but whatever, I guess. So, but hmm. I guess um, I'll, I'll say I'll tentatively say Chick-fil-A, but I don't feel great about it because I feel like I need more time. I need more yeah, time to go through this. It's a tough one. And I, I have to I have to give a shout out to my favorite fast food condiment, Arby's sauce. Arby's, Arby's sauce is terrific. Arby's sauce is great, especially like for my favorite utilization is to dip the curly fries in. That's like the most Arby's thing humanly possible. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm so I was mad at Addie because, you know, I built her that pool mm-hmm. uh, for her birthday. Is she but already she was, done with it? No, 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 not at all. She's been in there like every moment she can possibly be in there. But um, I so I built the thing. Me and my buddy are like, all right, see you later. I knew Addie was coming home soon, so I ran out to Arby's and like as I'm on my way home, Hope's like, we're here. I'm like, crap. So I had to eat the ham and cheese because she didn't know she was getting the pool. She was gonna walk in the yard and see it, and Hope had to like prevent her from going in the yard or in the house because as soon as you walk in the house, you can see out our back windows into the yard. So I had to rush home and I had two ham and cheese sandwiches. I didn't get to use the RB sauce and I was pissed. Mm. But you can't spread sauce in a car. It's very, very difficult. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's really tough. Yeah, the most you can do is like a dip, but then that gets really problematic when it comes to sandwiches. All right, my next question comes from Brett who said, I recently purchased a smoker and have been diving in head first into the world's smoked meats. What are your favorite smoked meats, and what are some barbecue restaurant recommendations? I am a sucker for. Uh, I love pulled pork. Um, I love brisket. I'm. I'm. I don't know. Like it's all good. It's barbecue. It, it all kind of decides on my mood. I'll say a place that I like that I think people dismiss is called Q Barbecue. Rick, there's one in the Grange, mm-hmm. and there's one in there's one, one in of those. Oh, okay. And then there's one in like the Dyer, Cherville, like weird, like conglomeration of Indiana, like right over the border there. There's one there too. They've got things called Q pups, which are like cocktail wiener shaped hush puppies, which are tremendous. Yes, they are. I love Q. And then there's a place I've talked about it before. May's Q house in uh, Hazelcrest. That is absolutely wonderful. Uh, Family owned, black owned. It just a tremendous barbecue place. They started with um, a barbecue truck, but then uh, ventured out and, and got a brick and mortar place in Hazelcrest. They are at seven one seventy ninety three South. I don't know how to say this. Joe Davi J O D A V E Avenue in Hazelcrest. Uh, but the the website is qhouse.com. Q U E H O U S E dot com. And when they come to the farmers markets, they've got the Rottweiler. And it's a hot link sandwich with like chili, cheese, jalapenos. It's absolutely oh my God. unreal. And they that, were on Chicago's best noodles, oddly enough. That sounds perfect for me. Yes, that is this like is your everything place. I love. Yeah, you have to come visit me and you, we will try. Uh, w- w- you can try uh, Maine. So here's all right. The Rottweiler is a hot link in a bun topped with brisket, chili, sour cream, cheese, and jalapenos. The pit bull is a hot link in a bun topped with pulled pork and apple coleslaw. Jesus. Yeah. 
Guess how much that costs. Guess. I'll say, yeah, that's a lot of stuff on it. I'll say like nine fifty. Seven bucks. Wow. Yes. That's good. And the brisket chili, by the way, I yeah. mentioned that as a topping. They sell it on its own. Beef brisket, ground beef, chili beans, sour cream, jalapenos, and cheese. Absolutely. I, I'm going here for dinner. That's it. I, am, I need to wa- I need to wash down my Los Angeles pizza with some barbecue, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I'm not the biggest bean person, but I will try the hell out of that chili. That sounds really good. Okay, so a place that I'll recommend. Oh, and by the way, my favorites are uh, brisket and hot link. Those are my two favorites. I assume we're not counting. Assuming this guy's he's not you know I, I assume Brett's not curing anything. So we're we're you know we're taking out some of those possibilities. But if your primary barbecue meats, um, definitely brisket and hot link for especially for the brisket. Steamboat Barbecue. I know I've mentioned it before. It's 322 mm-hmm. East Geneva Road in Wheaton. It's like r- right around the corner of Geneva, and it's like sh- where Schmali turns into Main Street in Wheaton. So that's just, it's kind of confusing. But either way, it's in a strip mall. It is fantastic. They have the smoker sitting right there when you walk in the door, so you just get all the smells, all yep. the feels. Yeah. And... It is great. They have really solid sides. We've had their uh, fried mac and cheese. That's good. I've had their fried pickles. That's really good. So Meh. keep pickles. Yeah, Colleen's that it's, way too. It's it's one it's, of those things where when I go places without her, that's something that I prioritize more because I know it's something she's never going to want to have. It's one of those foods that I have tried so hard to like and just can't. I just cannot bring myself to like pickles. And this goes back to my hot dog issue. Like, well, you don't eat Chicago hot dogs. Well, I don't because I don't like pickles. I don't like relish. I don't like mustard. So, like, what what am I supposed to do, you know? Like, there's one time I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to try it. I'm going to order a Chicago dog the way it's supposed to be. And I'm like, that would have been really good. Minus the pickle, the relish, and the mustard. I don't like those things. Mm -hmm. Despite trying. I tried. I did my best. Okay. So, I just checked Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we got a note from a guy named Scooby. Hmm. Good on you for being named Scooby. It's like catching up on the podcast. They sell the rallies ch- uh, and checkers fries in a bag at Jewel. Mm. Not I've sure seen, if that's oh, I've been seen that. Yes. Since the podcast, but wanted to toss that out there. Thank you. Thank you for the reminder. I, almost, I don't really shop at Jewel by us because we have Waltz. I like going back to 1983 when I go to my grocery store, so I like to go to Waltz. Okay. <laughs> They're like, what is that object you're holding? I'm like, my cell phone? I'm like, we've never seen such a thing in Waltz. Um, they have, like, these weird, like, old starter jackets they wear to, like, take out the carts and stuff. That's awesome. It's very strange. It's, it is like a movie. Like, you step into Waltz and, like, what year is it? It's very, very strange. Um, yeah, all right, I got to try those. That sounds good. Um, okay, got a question here via email from Robert. And I'm interested in this question, Rick, from you. I don't know your answer to this. When it comes to heating up your favorite refrigerated or frozen snack, do you go for the quick in the microwave job or do you take the time and put it in the oven? Well, I definitely don't put it in the oven right now. So that's kind of, I'll say if we're going microwave or air fryer uh, to adjust it for my situation, I'll generally go air fryer. I will, if I can take the time and preserve some of the greatness of whatever item it is, I will do that. 
that's the beauty of the air fryer mm-hmm. is you get the oven experience without t- it taking 25 minutes. Yep, exactly. And we're we're trying to find new ways to expand our use of the air fryer because like ours is a pretty small one. It's like one of those that's more like egg shaped. Yeah. So it's not the biggest in the world, but we she said, yeah, well, uh, also, by the way, tried to get her to try the pink tax and she wasn't in for that either. <laughs> <laughs> OK, never mind. Yep. Yep. I'm let that one go. Yep. Good call. <laughs> I'm the only one that needs to get divorced after that. Not you. Yeah. Uh, so but uh, we we just placed a uh, grocery order. Went and picked it up, and we got we got biscuits for the first time in a while. So we're like, why don't we try the biscuits in the air fryer? Ooh, how did that go? We haven't tried it yet. We literally oh, placed damn it. The, we placed the order today. Okay. So we're gonna do that, and I'm like, well, we're either gonna I might take some like deli meats then and put that in there, and just mm. and then some cheese and let the cheese melt because we've got some like extra thin provolone. So if I put in a little little salami, little pepperoni, throw some of the provolone on top, I've got a heart attack and a biscuit. It's great. I'm excited That's, to try this. That I'm excited for you to try it. It sounds amazing. That I mean, oh, my mouth is watering thinking about that. Yeah. Damn it, Rick. Make them yep. now and tell me all about it. I know. I know. Sorry. Oh, speaking of things I want you to tell me about, I just thought of this, and okay. I meant to ask you this earlier. For those of you that follow Rick on Instagram, uh, you've noticed that he's been doing a franchise in his NCAA 2K8 video game. Because I have no life right now. Correct. And I think, which is fine. I think you said today you're in like season 34. 35. Okay. And your coach's name is uh, Dick Fort? Yes, Dick Fort. Which is a play on, okay. <laughs> this is his 34th season as coach. What happens if he dies? It's a fair question because I think at this point he's 66. <laughs> right. Does he age in the game? Like, uh, is Dick Fort on the sideline, like, all gray and, like, drooling on himself and incontinence <laughs> more so than usual <laughs> he doesn't look like it i mean mind you we're talking graphics from like 2007 so like yes. we're still at the point where in the basketball it's like oh this guy threw a bounce pass through a human well, like that that's still it's a good play a, yeah it is a good play but uh i i i will say uh in the time we've been recording this podcast the 35th season came to an end I was in the Sweet 16 against UNLV. I was a 10 seed that beat a 7 seed. Uh, who did I beat? Mississippi State. I beat the 2 seed Duke, which made everybody happy. I was playing the 3 seed UNLV, and it was a touch-and-go game the entire way. It was tied with a minute left, and I end up losing 85-84. I don't know how I lost because we were recording the podcast, but I lost, <laughs> and I'm not happy. However, I do traditionally have good bigs in this game. My center... Mason had 18 and 18 in this game. He was awesome. And the one time I won a national championship in my 35 years. Did you have be- tears in your eyes in an Instagram video? Did I imagine that? You did imagine that part. If, <laughs> if I had tears in my eyes at any point, it's because of allergies. Because I've always got the window open and then the fan rolling too coming at me directly. So some t- you know how sometimes when you have like wind in your face, you just start to tear up or something like of that? Of course. I think yes. that, by the way, I think that actually got worse for, with me with getting the LASIK, maybe because I didn't have, you know, glasses in front of my eyes anymore. But yes, yeah, so uh, I don't know what happens. He hasn't died yet, and the winning hasn't died down much. So that's been good. 
but I was hoping to get, I want to get one more final four before I'm my mandatory retirement at 40 years. <laughs> That's great. So knowing me, it's it'll be by the end of the week. The, 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 uh, the videos have like a very ASMR quality to me. I don't know what it is. Like I, I watch them all and I, I don't really pay attention to what you're saying, but I'm just kind of like standard yeah. operating procedure. Yeah. Is it because of the fan in the background? Maybe. Because no, I don't know. It's just I, like a very soothing, calming, you know, you've got like a nice little, uh, you know, it's a nice little tone going on and I don't know. It's something hypnotic about your camp. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> most people haven't figured it out yet either. That it's even, that it's even worth it. Uh, okay. So my next question comes from not Hawk Harrelson on Twitter who asked if you could bathe in one condiment, what would it be? Bathe in a condiment. Yes. Hmm. Well, there's a couple things to consider here. There's the taste. There's the smell. Mm-hmm. But also the ability to clean it off yourself. Yes. So that that eliminates honey right off the bat. And yep. cottage cheese. Give me, once again, Arby sauce comes through as the condiment I would bathe in because it's thin enough where I'd be able to rinse it off with not much uh, problem and it smells good. That's a good, that's a good call. Uh, I'm sure most people would expect me to say some form of barbecue sauce. However, I will not in this instance, I'm going with Italian dressing because similar thought. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's thinner, but the taste is great. It's got a couple different elements in there and it's clearer than an RB sauce too. So while there may be a little, you know, little bits of something in there, it should clear off pretty easily. And then, you know, you've got all the elements of a delicious Italian dressing. So, yes, give me Italian dressing for that one. And I think also that the oil is probably good for your skin. It can't be bad. It's oil. Right. And um, someday we will get our friends at Dr. Squatch to make an Italian dressing bar of soap. But until that day comes, <laughs> DrSquatch.com, use promo code I'm fat to order. We're going to tweet a link to our... Uh, partnership with Dr. Squatch, so that'll make it nice and easy for you to you click that link and you'll get the uh, promo code automatically. Yeah. Very much looking forward to this partnership. Um, all right. I've got, uh, let's see. I have one more here. Okay. This one's from Eric. He says, uh, there's gotta be some cross coverage of Jay's podcast on the Blackhawk signing of Chalupa to a two year deal with that in mind. What are the best fat guy names in Chicago sports? I've got two. Hmm, okay. First of all is Mongo. Yes, that's a good one. Because, I mean, you know, and the other one, Mark Burley. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Burley is a good name for a big guy. There's a couple guys that have had that have been fat that have been here that also have fat sounding names. Matt Albers is a fat sounding name. Hey, 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 it's Matt Albers. Fat Albers. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's him. And I don't know, maybe it's just because he's fat that I'm making this one. Sound, but to me, David Wells Wells is a fat, like a fat last name to me. Uh, Keith Trailer would get the same, same treatment. I think. True. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm trying to think if there are any on the Bulls side. Uh, by the way, actually, one of them that wasn't Chicago, but that because of all the '90s Bulls nostalgia, made me think of is Bubba Wells. Who, yeah, that's a big name who for a while had the record for fastest foul out in a game because Don <laughs> Nelson brought him in just to hack Dennis Rodman and make him shoot free throws. That happened to me in eighth grade. Did it really? 
I was put in a game. I'm I am the I was the eighth grade version of uh, the White Mamba. Okay. Where <laughs> I'd be in for the last <laughs> ten seconds, and they take me out because I was very very bad at basketball, as you'd imagine. Uh, but there was one game in particular against our big rivals at St. Germain, and the coach said, Jay, go set a pick on that guy. I said, okay. And to me, a football player, a pick is the same thing as like a trap lock, mm-hmm. where you just run at full speed into the guy you're trying to pick. So I did that, and I got tossed from the game. <laughs> That's like the one time I was allowed to pitch ever. I threw two pitches. Uh, one to the first guy was hit. Like he just got a hit. The second one was a guy that I hated more than anybody in our league. And I hit him hundred percent on purpose. Send a message. You got to send that message yes. early. And apparently I did not make it <laughs> subtle at all. Apparently I moved my foot directly towards him. So that, <laughs> that didn't help matters. And I was not allowed to play the rest of the game. He shouldn't have looked at you that way. Uh, oh, by the way, real quick update. Jason yeah. uh, emails us last week. We mentioned Iowa machine shed. Yes. And it is a restaurant. He said he lives down the street from the machine shed, and he can attest to the robust dinner and breakfast offerings. And he says, do not sleep on the hash brown casserole. So this is a, like, Quad Cities area uh, restaurant called the Iowa Machine Shed. So there you go. little update from last week. Okay. So one more. Actually, I'll say we'll use this one as a teaser, because I think this is one we need to give more thought to. Okay. And maybe make it a primary topic next week. This is from Mark, who uh, sent this to us on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash imfatpod. What regionally specific fat food do you want badly but have yet to try? Oh, wow. Yeah, I like that's one that I think is going to take some time and some thought. Yeah. So I think well, that's a all right. Yeah. We yeah. Need, give me a week to think on that one. Yeah. We need to let it marinate. Yes. Let it marinate, as we say. Yes. So. All right. Send us your thoughts on that, too, because we can absolutely make that more interactive. Uh, I'm Fat Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash I'm Fat Pod, or email the podcast, I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com. Jay, before we get out of here, is there anything else? Are we missing anything at this point? Uh, no, but there's one, uh, another thing that kind of long term, I'm going to tweet it out tomorrow. Uh, somebody sent us, his name is Robert, sent us a, a picture of the snack freezer at his Walmart. And it says, pick three of these. I'm going to give you just a sample of some of the things in this single cabinet at Walmart. Okay. Bagel bites. Mm-hmm. Bagel bite, bagel dogs. Interesting. Ham and cheese slider melts. Okay. Let's cheese balls. Hmm. Zaps jalapeno peppers. Okay. Hershey bites. Golden Graham's s'mores bites. Whoa. And cheeseburger onion rings. There's a lot more. I'm going to post this on our, on our uh, Twitter on Tuesday, and you guys can uh, partake in in selecting your three. There's too many to do on the air. And I think we probably should acknowledge, Rick, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have this platform. We should probably use it. Uh, The reason we did not do a podcast on Monday was because, first of all, it felt a little bit tone deaf uh, in light of everything going on. Things are still going on as we're recording this podcast. Uh, Things are going on. I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to use this. You know, I'm not going to go on a high horse. But, um... If you're having trouble understanding why people are as mad as they are, just listen to what people have to say. Read. I'll recommend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's piece in the L.A. Times. Yes. Um, this is something that I grew up in an all-white neighborhood. I did not have a – I did not go to school with a black person until high school. There were maybe six black people in my high school. Didn't have a black friend until college. 
Uh, so I had to unlearn some things. And I learned the best way to do that is to listen and to do research. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're if you have someone you can sort of ask these questions to, that can be helpful, too. But I would say now, while people are hurting, uh, I would lay off that for a while. But check out Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's piece in the L.A. Times about uh, why people riot um, and why people loot, because it doesn't make sense to, you know, people who are who are raised like me. It's kind of hard to draw that line as to how is this accomplishing anything. Um, I, I did that research a while back, and now I get it. And uh, I just, all, all I'm saying is, long story short, listen to what people say. Listen with an open mind and an open heart. And uh, look, man, I, I'm just going to say it. Like, black lives do matter. And they need to be treated the same way every other life needs to be treated. And uh, hopefully, if anything good can come from this, it's that uh, it w- opens some eyes and wakes some people up. And it seems like... It's working because I'm seeing people get involved that have not been involved before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And contribute where you can contribute. If yeah. you feel compelled to do so, whether it's with your time, with your effort, uh, monetarily, whatever you can do to help, every little bit of that matters. So anything you can contribute, I echo everything that Jay just said really well put. Um, and f- for me, just my, my individual experience, a little different because I grew up in school like school wise in my town was a little more diverse however it wasn't necessary there weren't necessarily a lot of black people i mean it, in band in middle school i had a couple friends that were black but there really weren't really that many you know black people that were in our area uh but growing up and obviously like you mentioned high school college since then in the in the real world you know it doesn't hurt yourself to it doesn't hurt to learn more it doesn't hurt to be more well-rounded. So even if you don't necessarily agree with what's going on right now, it doesn't hurt to learn more and find out somebody else's perspective because we've all got something to learn from each other. So we might as well take the time to do that while we have the opportunity now, while we've all got more time. You know, COVID-19 absolutely sucks, but the fact that we've all been spending more time paying attention to what's going on right now is a, is a you know surprising benefit of where we of where we're at as a as a society at the moment. So learn from everybody, take the time to learn from everybody, listen to everybody and yeah. Yeah, I guess that's about it. I'm not as eloquent as you, Jay. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> no one's less eloquent than me. So but uh listen, we, like we don't want to get too serious, but it would be yeah. uh it would be shameful for Rick and I to not acknowledge uh, what's happening and what needs to happen. And uh, look, man, everybody, just just listen. Just give people your ear. Do it with an open mind, open heart. Um, don't assume you know everything because you don't. Don't assume you know why people do the things they do because you don't. Uh, just listen. And again, I cannot recommend that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar piece enough. It's it's great. It's not real long. Cuts to the point. Um, so that was in today's LA Times. So with that... I think it's time to wrap things up, Rick. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the I'm Fat Podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Remember, follow us on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod, Facebook.com slash I'm Fat Pod, I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com. And, and as Rick says every week, those ratings, those five-star reviews, sorry, <laughs> those five-star reviews and those ratings really help us out. Uh, so please uh, help us out. iTunes is the best way to do it. Even if you don't listen on iTunes, it's the best way to uh, help out a podcast you like. So five stars, good review, 
all those things very, very helpful. He is Jay. I'm Rick. And this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.